Hello again for this edition of EMS Now and Informa on Tour in Europe 2022. I'm Eric Miskell with EMS Now, and I'm sitting here in a hotel in Paris, France with Dita Weiss. Uh, we wanted to share a little bit about our facility tour that we had today um, and maybe clarify <laughs> a little uh, confusion that I think I generated in our last um podcast that we did yesterday. So um, let me just set this up and then we can rock and roll. Um, so we just finished our the tour of our eighth EMS company so far. Um, we have 15 on the schedule, so that means we officially crossed the halfway point um, today. Uh, today we had the pleasure of visiting all circuits the EMS company at their facility located in Mont-sur-Loire in uh, France. Uh, it's about two hours from Paris. Uh, we had the pleasure there to meet with the president, Bruno Racot, and also with the communications manager, Agnes Lurkin. We met uh, several other of the executives while we were there too, but that most of our time was spent with those two individuals. Um, we actually began yesterday. We were fortunate to, we went out with Bruno for dinner last night and began our discussion of a lot of the issues from uh, that we're interested in. Had a very healthy uh, conversation with a very good meal. And then uh, today we went in, had a quick conversation, got an overview of the company, and then did a facility tour. And we definitely want to tell you about this facility because it's uh, something to behold. Um, the facility we saw uh, was originally owned by an OEM. It then became Jable. Uh, Jable took it over and ran it for, for several years. And then there was a management buyout, and I believe it was at that point that Bruno um, began, uh, took it over and began growing all circuits. Um, I'm going to stop there and ask Dita. Dita, I want to clarify before we get into the facility and everything, some of the confusion I think I generated yesterday regarding the uh, the market here and in France. So let's start with this. Let me just ask you to kind of speak to the numbers of the sizing of the French EMS market and kind of how that, what percentage is of European overall EMS industry. Well, um, the French market has about 7.8 to 8 percent of the European uh, market uh, and uh, we always have to uh, be very precise in uh, how we uh, put this forward to the audience, uh, there is uh, the possibility to look at just the French revenues of a company, or we could look at just the European uh, revenues of a company, or we could look at the overall revenues of a company. And I can tell you, uh, depending on how we look at it, it's shifting around the numbers like hell. So. If we now just talk about the French production and uh, look at the, the companies, then that is for sure all circuits uh, being uh, the biggest one uh, with their two facilities. And in actual fact, that's interesting. Um, they had uh, nice names. Uh, they called MSL from Monk sur loire Mm -hmm. um, uh, where they're located uh, up in the Loire Valley. And uh, then they have a 
factory down uh, in Bayonne, uh, close to Toulouse, and that is called BMS, which stands for Bayonne Manufacturing Service. Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting, and then they ha they have the other two facilities, one in... Uh, one in Tunisia, Tunisia which is called TIS Circuits, and then they have one which you saw, uh, GDL. Guadaha Guadalajara is yes. where that was at, and I'll, I'll comment on that in a minute. And then, as they named them all, when they, uh, they decided to put it under the umbrella name of all circuits, since each of those, yes. uh, like MSL has circuits, GDL circuits, uh, you know, the BMS circuits, TI circuits. So yeah. it became all circuits is, is yeah. the kind of the, the history of the name there. Um, we're talking about them, so say a little more about the uh, about all circuits, their sizing, their footprint. Um, um, well, um, the all circuits uh, facilities uh, in France have uh, nearly nine hundred employees, uh, and they make. Uh, uh, more than 215 million in just in France mm. uh, and uh, having a good growth program for this year uh, which will bring them in the region of 250 260 million mm -hmm. uh, euros so uh, and on top we have to always say that comes Tunisia and uh, and Mexico and uh, if you look at the map, uh, you have to ask, well, there's only one location mis missing in Asia, and then uh, this is a true global player. Yeah, no, exactly. But I will say, with aspirations to be, a to, to be a global player, and I think they have some of that already in place with Tunisia and Mexico, clearly, uh, they're very much a French company. They are a French EMS. They're proud to be a French EMS, and they uh, they look to, to grow their business here because they do... As, as in our discussions, have seemed to have a healthy books and a healthy backlog uh, related to their business here in France. Um, and let's talk about some of those sectors, too, because it's interesting. We, we, we've spoken to a lot of companies, and you and I have had the conversation about the impact of automotive industry. And a lot of people, like in, up in Sweden and Scandinavia, those companies tend not to be involved in that so much. Uh, but what we've discovered down here is that All Circuits is very much involved purposely in automotive, has a strong history. I think, I forget, was it 30 years or so in the automotive industry, yeah. 40 years experience in the telecommunications industry. So they are, are purposely targeting those particular uh, industry sectors. Uh, yes, number one, they, uh, on the automotive side, they are, uh, as far as I remember, about 70%, which is uh, a huge uh, number. And uh, when I look at the uh, European uh, companies who are doing that high automotive level, they all had to suffer 2020 uh, with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, um, especially smaller com companies, I always recommend don't touch automotive because uh, you burn your fingers. Uh, but here it is totally different. And mm -hmm. that is just a matter of size. And uh, due to the size of this company, they have been um, uh, able now uh, to, to look at production, to walk down on the production. They have been able to fantastically automate in a level uh, I have to admit I have not seen yeah. before. 
Yeah, and let me let, let's dive into that a little deeper because <clears throat> you've heard me say, and I've shared with you that I had the I was down in Guadalajara a month or so ago, just over a month ago, and I visited with four EMS. Well, I visit I did visit All Circuits facility down there, and uh, it impressed me as the lowest touch uh, EMS facility I'd ever seen. Um, very impressed with it, with their capabilities, the way it was organized, and very low touch, so low employee level, highly automated. Um, at dinner last night, Bruno said, if you like that, you're going to love what you see today, and, uh, and he was right. Um, we saw highly automated, low touch, I mean, where one person is running a line, right? The only time there were two, and we asked, well, there are two people on this one. It was a training situation where uh, a, a new te tech was being trained on the line. Yes, and we are not talking about a normal line because right. their lines were much longer. And that is something I had not seen before. They have electrical test in line, integrated mm -hmm. into that line. Uh, and at the end of the line, they even have uh, uh, stamping uh, uh, and separation from the panel. And all of that done automatically included mm -hmm. into uh, trays, which then go uh, into a box mm -hmm. and uh, ready for shipment to the customer. So all of that, one operator. Yeah. Which, uh, now let's be realistic, uh, this setup is a hell of an investment. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very expensive. And uh, uh, on the one hand, they save a lot of labor. On the other hand, they have to invest a lot of money, mm -hmm. uh, which means they have uh, as well higher depreciation. Yeah. And if they have to finance it, uh, they have to uh, pay higher interest. Yeah. Yeah, and they did have 13 SMT lines in this facility. Yes, yes they had a total of uh, 13 SMT lines, but they had as well uh, a total of 20 automated lines. Because yes. we, we saw this uh, um, those coating lines as well, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, as well the gluing lines. They have an automated gluing line. All of that mm -hmm. very, very much uh, automated with a lot of robots, uh, and uh, Bruno didn't say it probably on purpose, but I would love to to know how much money was there invested. <laughs> well, we will save that for another time. But uh, yeah, in this particular one, they also had several hundred robots yes. back in there. So as you walk through it, uh, you know the work cells that they had for the OEM, so that you complete the uh, the, the PCBA function. Uh, in the one, and by the way, we should say that the the, the room where the SMT SMT lines was is is a new one that was just a factory expansion that they yes. just completed and uh, and moved it over there, which is right adjacent to the 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 original building, and uh, but that's because of the growth. There's a lot of business in there. There, <laughs> we'll talk about the warehouse in a minute because that that was something as well. But uh, as we went from the SMT, then it transfers over to where the uh, all the uh, the post reflow kind of back end post test in this case too is being done, and we had a lot of work cells that we saw very automated work cells, uh, some putting uh, putting uh, 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 modules together, uh, and again with one person <laughs> overseeing the entire thing. Yes, and. Uh I today as well learned something, uh, and I hope nobody blames me for not knowing uh, 
the real causes for the protective coating. Uh, I had been always under the impression that the protective coating was done in order to uh, protect uh, uh, the components from moisture or even go and have uh, uh, some vibration, uh, additional vibration resistance there. Uh, but Bruno uh, explained it, uh, and it is very logic. He said, well, uh, when the change was from tin lead to uh, tin soldering, uh, we all of a sudden get to a lot of whiskers, and with uh, the protective coating, you don't get the whiskers anymore. Right. No, no, no. It was... Um, let me think, too. The goal here... I mean, this was really, if you think about what everybody's trying to do with Industry 4.0, they're trying to get to this point of a factory where it's low touch. It's, uh, uh, you know, you can run it 24-7. You can, do, you know, as long as you keep feeding it, it uh, parts, mm -hmm. uh, it will all get done. And in this case, um, their goal is to run it 80% of the time, have the lines running 80% yeah, of the time. Yeah, and they're running five shifts. And they're running five shifts, so three three per weekday, two on the weekends. Exactly. Um, and so it's it's maintaining uh, that momentum. And as you're saying, with the automation and the low, this also allows them to be competitive with uh, with Far East labor costs, right? So they're competing with people who used to do this with, you know, with a, a lot of manual labor. Uh, the way it's being, uh, they're being competitive now with the Far East and China is to is to automate it and to uh, what he he anecdotally we talked about kind of the projects that are coming back from China that allows them to serve. Yes, definitely. Uh, and those who have been at some of my presentations know uh, one of the maps where I show that products are being transferred to the Eastern European mm -hmm. part for labor cost reasons. Uh, now, uh, I have to agree with Bruno when he said, well, uh, there should be a, a, an arrow going from China, uh, but I only had a European map, so, right. but there should be a, uh, an arrow coming in uh, and going to Western Europe, because we are getting a lot of uh, reshoring of products, and he even had two uh, examples uh, mm -hmm. in, in house uh, himself. One was yep. a, a French coffee machine manufacturer who uh, took the products back from China and realized that he can get them manufactured yep. at the same cost. And the second was a toy. Yeah. Uh, nobody uh, thinks that one can make a, a toy over here mm -hmm. in Europe cost-effective yeah. anymore, but he uh, does, and yeah. he uh, is a good example for, for being able to show uh, that reshoring only makes sense. Right, and it's actually interesting, just, you just reminded me on the toy piece, um, not only did they bring back from manufacturing, they improved the product Right. Oh yes, uh, they were able. Uh, there was something in the region of twenty screws uh, mm. that had been yeah. used to uh, yeah. uh, assemble the, this thing, and they were able to uh, improve that and do do it with, I think, four four screws. Yes, they were able to simplify the manufacturing and and kind of ma make it more efficient, and they're doing it all right here in France now. Um, very. Very, I mean, I said yesterday after we, we, we toured the Lacroix factory that that was, yeah, I mean, it was purpose-built, very modern, uh, impressive facility. Well, there is nothing to add from my side. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, we, we I learned saw, a lot. I yeah. learned a lot, and especially uh, I'm still fascinated from this inline electrical testing because that is some, something. 
You it, cannot do that in small quantities. Yeah, no, that's well, for sure. that's another issue. But I mean, this one today, I mean, yesterday we were very impressed with what we saw yes. at Lacroix. What we saw at All Circuits extends that even more. And, oh, yes. and, and you see the realization of, of the goal, which is Industry 4.0, which is developing, making this all automated, you know, and improving and oh. getting, and by the way, getting very good yields out of that. Yes, and we nearly forgot one thing that was the, paper, the paperless uh, manufacturing. Right. Uh, um, everything, but really everything, is on the Digital. screens. Yeah? yeah, and uh, even uh, the wrecking uh, for the finished products, mm -hmm. there is no paper sticking or yeah. uh, something like that. There is a small liquid crystal display at all the trays where and racks uh, mm -hmm. that carry the products and that is programmed from from the computer uh, with the part number so you have an, uh, uh, a yep. very intelligent uh, uh, system yep. to identify the different part numbers uh, on the racks yeah no exactly right the and thank you for for adding that um, because he was very proud of the fact that this is a paperless facility yes um, and even challenged us to find some paper on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the floor. Um, what else? Anything else? It's, uh, we should say just since I teased a little bit, we did tour their warehouse in the back too. Huge facility, lot of. I mean, the volume of what goes through there is amazing. Yes, it is definitely and. Uh uh, in the shipping department, we saw that again. They even shipped to Indonesia and mm -hmm. uh, other countries. In actual fact, nine percent of their uh, manufacturing uh, products go to uh, to the Asian countries. Twelve percent go to the United States, mm -hmm. and the rest remains in uh, Europe, of which more than fifty percent remains in France. Yeah. So that is uh, around the their their mix and. We probably, I think, will do uh, another podcast uh, to round up France because today uh, is was our last uh, tour on France. Yes. We're heading uh, towards Belgium tomorrow, uh, so we're gonna leave uh, this, and we're having our last night uh, over here in Paris. Uh, we'll have a nice little walk about here this evening. Yes, we're so. gonna walk to Notre Dame to see how that uh, is proceeding. developing. Yeah. Yeah, and we probably have a nice glass of wine uh, to finish our yeah. French visit over yeah, here. Yeah, but we're on the road early tomorrow. But again, let's just wrap this. All circuits, great tour. Thank you, Bruno and team. Uh, Dita and I were very impressed with what we saw. I think uh, probably the, the most highly automated facility either of us has, has seen to date. Uh, so those of you out here who think you have something even more, give us a call, give us an invite. Uh, we'd love to come and take a look at it because uh, obviously Industry 4.0 is what's driving this industry right now. So um, thank you all for listening in. Stay tuned. We'll give an update. We're actually visiting two EMS tomorrow. So our next podcast will be a reflection on both of those visits. Uh, again, as always, I'd like to thank our sponsors for, for this particular tour, that being CalcuQuote, CogisScan, and Micronic. We appreciate their support in allowing us to go around and to visit these factories and do these reports back to everyone. Very good. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.